Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. I am Lindsay Wilson. We are here to talk about season one, episode four of Futurama, Love's Labors, Lost in Space. But before all that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Alex Kuntz. Alex, how are you? Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. I had set up myself to start this podcast with like an angry diatribe about subscribing <laughs> to the new feed and giving us ratings and stuff. And I, in, in fact, wanted uh, you to like reach out to Jeremy to get a Jeremy quote about how how fervently everyone needs to subscribe to this. But I was now reminded about you doing that opening. And maybe we need to have like an incentive of if we hit X number of subscribers or reviews or whatever, we'll go get the cameo from That's a good idea from, yeah. the guy, from the voice actor. That's smart. Yeah. I actually got a message from Jeremy earlier this week saying, I found you guys really enjoying the pod and I am happy to send over a welcome to the podcast of tomorrow clip. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So we might get that if he ever does it. Okay. Well, we can pester him for that. Write your reviews pestering Jeremy to send that in because that will be the only way that we remember. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And then sure. 50. If we have 50 reviews, Lindsay and I will go purchase a cameo from (laughs) voice actors of Futurama. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) 50 reviews. I think we got like four on the last one total. So that would be ambitious. And I think our listeners are up to the challenge. Yeah, I, I mean, incentives always help where we, we had nothing, they had no reason to go review our stuff other than us just like vaguely pleading for a little bit at the start of our earlier podcasts. Yes, I will say in reference to your potential diatribe, we would very much like people to switch podcast feeds. We still got lots of downloads on The Simpsons then and now. I don't know if it's just people who download it automatically. That's possible. And very few, comparatively few, on the podcast of tomorrow feed. So please go switch over. I screwed up slightly this week because I accidentally set it so that The Simpsons feed came out first. <laughs> so I cannibalized <laughs> us slightly. But if you can download from the podcast of tomorrow feed, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and do we want to put like a, a ticking clock on the Simpsons feed expiring where we will no longer post the Futurama episodes? We, do you want this to be the last one? One more? What do we think? I think we'll go up to episode six and then we'll stop. Okay. And so Maybe if you're not, if you're not over Next one is number five. Next, yeah. next one is you, your last one. You'll, in fact, we might do it right now. This one might not even be on the, right, on the correct oh. feed, which <laughs> wouldn't make any sense. But go... Go subscribe to the new feed, because otherwise these are going to disappear soon. Yes. And please, I guess we already said rate and review on Apple Podcasts, but also check us out on Twitter at Pod of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Cool. Anyway, Alex, what's new with you? You moved. I did move. New apartment. Move went surprisingly well. Very few roadblocks. Some troubles with installing an air conditioner, but that's all. <laughs> that's all sorted. Longtime listeners may not know that for most of our podcasting relationship, we have not recorded with video. So I'm like, yeah, Alex, you're somewhere different, <laughs> but I've probably seen your old apartment like four times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have better internet Who's now. to say where I am? Yeah. <laughs> How has your week been, Lindsay? It's been fine. It's sunny here today. That's very rare in Vancouver. So just mm-hmm. enjoying this brief time of sunshine. Nice. I don't know. What else? Anything on not weather related? Hazel's coming to visit me. It's going to be good. Hazel's coming to visit uh, one of our great listeners, Tim. Uh, great, The great listener, Tim, who truly is like the best guy. We love Tim. He interacted with us on Twitter. He's, he's over on the new feed. He's like yes. trying to track down the new feed. So everyone out there, be more like Tim. Um, <laughs> Tim, we appreciate your continued loyalty over all of these years. Oh, uh, incredible, Tim. Thank you so much. Tim, also a BoJack Horsepod listener. Yeah. 
Wow. I, I'm always so curious about the the BoJack listeners that like weren't in the Survivor reality space. I, I wonder how many of those there are, but very fun that Tim is there. Yes, truly incredible. And we do have a piece of feedback at the end that I will share with you from a oh. fellow horse girl. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think of this episode? Love's Labor's Lost in Space. I thought it was interesting. So I was very <laughs> hyped for this episode with the first appearance of Zap. A great character. I remember really loving him. It was more dated than I expected, but not as like cringy as modern Simpsons trying to do like terrible jokes. Uh, right, like this This is nothing like Homer farting in the Treehouse of Horror. I guess it's homophobic in a way that The Simpsons never really, never is like that overtly homophobic. So yeah, I don't know. I was, it's nice to see Zap. It was a funny episode. It was a good introduction to the character. And then it was slightly more dated than I expected. When you said... <laughs> the first appearance of Zach Brannigan. I thought you were going to be like, the Zach Brannigan. So (laughs) (laughs) no, I still very much enjoy Zach Brannigan, but you're absolutely right. You can kind of feel the 1999 of it all going on here. I think one of the things that gets talked about more now is that I feel like the late 90s and sort of early 2000s, very mean humor that I think sure. now looking back, we're like, oh, in fact, all of our jokes were like, he is gay or fat. And it's like, "Mm, that's not great. Right. Yeah, but then there's there's all even with Zap, I think that there's a a quality of like naivety or like childishness that is a little bit endearing. So it's not as like horrible as you know mean Family Guy or whatever. Oh, definitely, yeah. And and the the moments that haven't aged well are only a small part of this. I think there are plenty of moments in this that really made me laugh, especially Zap lines where you're like, oh, this guy iconic. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I like the Troy McClure of the of the series where he's just like very inept, doesn't know what's going on, has a ton of confidence. I think that's a good, good comparison. Yes, very much so. So the episode opens up with Leela going on a date and she is talking to this guy and she's like, oh, it's so nice to meet someone open minded. Usually people are put off by my eye. It's nice that you're not shallow. And then she sees that he has this gross lizard tongue. <laughs> Yeah, this whole this whole opening third is Leela trying to date. And Lindsay, do you know what I'm going to talk about when I talk about the third of the episode being different from the oh my god, the of the episode? Race. Yes, this is a bicycle <laughs> race. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. I think it's like it connects in the sense that she's super yeah. desperate, and they're like, "I thought you had standards," and we're going to find out that she slept with that brain again, and so her standard having is perhaps questionable. Yes, I definitely agree. For the uh, for the uninitiated, for the folks that weren't listening to us in like <laughs> April of 2020, one of the first Simpsons episodes that we did was one of those episodes where the first third of the episode is completely disconnected from the rest of the story. It's like they just want an excuse to make jokes about a bike race in this case. And I felt that a little bit in this first third where it's mm-hmm. like, we're at a futuristic nightclub and we're just going to do like nightclub jokes for a while. But yeah. as the episode progressed, I definitely agree with you where it's like, no, this story is about Leela's love life and <laughs> how she hasn't had success. She's getting desperate, all that kind of stuff. So it definitely does tie in more than 
the, the fateful bike race. <laughs> Stupid bike race. You sure hated that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's seared into my memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Layla's kind of saying she doesn't know why she didn't like this guy. She's like, possibly his vile lizard tongue. And I loved this <laughs> line from Pariah where he says, if you really at every guy with a vile lizard tongue or a low IQ or an explosive violent temper, of course you're going to be lonely. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly brutal uh, <laughs> diagnosis from Fry. <laughs> Tough stuff. <laughs> yeah. Amy also has some advice, which is sometimes you think a man's a pig and then you realize he has a really good body. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all offer great places to meet people. My favorite was Zoidberg saying the rotting carcass of a whale. Yes, they're a saucy puppet show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so they decide that Amy's going to pick and they end up going to this retro bar called the Hip Joint, which is a good name. Yeah, the Hip Joint rings are stupid, but ironically stupid and everyone's wearing them people get mad at them as they say if they say that the rings are cool yeah no he said they're stupid <laughs> yeah Lindsay, have you ever been to like nightclub have you ever tried like doing the nightclub scene of like we're going out dancing and like it's yeah. truly never i i'm trying to think because it i mean i feel like glow sticks have been in my life a few mm-hmm. times and i'm trying to think <laughs> was that just like halloween and childhood or <laughs> So I had a right. club. I don't think so. I didn't drink until I was like 28. And then you're like, really, I'm going to go to one of these clubs sober slash. Wait, really? I'm going to go to one of these clubs when I'm 28? I don't think so. Yeah, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm simply too tired. I'm just trying to make it through the day. Yeah, I've never done them either. I think like, right. I, I started drinking earlier. I, I drank in college, but it was like, we're going to sit in a small college dorm in the middle of Minnesota and yes. like watch Star Wars episode three for the <laughs> one millionth time. Yeah, people when I was in university tended to be more in favor of like, let's have a house party or something as yeah. opposed to let's go to a club. But definitely people would go to clubs and I was not into that. I really don't like being surrounded by drunk people. <laughs> it yeah. makes me feel very claustrophobic, especially when they're young, like 18 year olds. That, that's not okay. I definitely agree surrounded by like drunk 18 year olds. Not great. I had one night where I have a friend in New York, Becky, who is like the type of person that just like can start talking with anyone and like lead to wild adventures. And I had one night where I was hanging out with her and we were like getting dinner. And then there was like, we were getting dinner at a small Chinese place and there was like no tables. So we sat at the table with another guy and just started talking to him. And that like, devolved into like oh let's go get drink somewhere else with this guy and then we ran into like another group of friends along the way and they joined us and it just kind of like ended up being like we did karaoke with like this random dude like becky's random friend that we ran into (laughs) so it just kind of devolved into this this night of like going out and like kind of legitimately dancing which i had never done before and so that was fun but i think it takes the a right set of people of like if I just if I'm just going with like my nerds who want to watch Star Wars episode three, that's gonna be miserable because we're all gonna be at the club being like, "What are we doing here?" Episode three <laughs> underrated, honestly. Yeah, good good episode. Is that a hot take? <laughs> all, all the prequels are better than everyone remembers, which I think yeah. is no longer a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have a friend who is the same age as me who sort of recently got into going to clubs. She was like, "It, it turns out I actually find dancing super fun." So I think you just yeah. have to find the right places, maybe. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. So this is where we get a little bit of the icky parts where 
bender is like, I have gator, and he's diagnosing, or <laughs> maybe diagnosing is the wrong word. He's identifying everyone as potentially gay, and it comes off as a bit problematic. Do we think that this was the invention of gaydar, or was the joke like bender has a literal radar that yeah. is detecting gay people? I'm not sure. I don't think it was the invention of. I know they used it on Will and Grace a couple times. And they're like, that's not real. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that. And they used it in the office, but that was later. So I think it was right. happening more often. But they definitely play with it in the fact that Bender has like an actual little antenna. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting interference from a weather balloon. A gay weather balloon. That actually did make yeah. me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> also, just wanted to clock that Fry meets this woman who is from the 21st century. And she's like, we have so much in common. Remember when those cyborgs enslaved humanity? <laughs> That's magical. I, I'm really pulling for those two now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah truly, yeah. So that's coming for us imminently. <laughs> yeah, the, the cyborg revolution. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lula meets all these different people, including someone who's just a ball of energy. And Amy's like, you are impossible. Your standards are simply <laughs> too high. That's M5438, an entity of pure energy. He was mm-hmm. definitely my favorite, or they were definitely my my favorite, not to gender the, the ball <laughs> of pure energy. <laughs> yeah, so the same friend of mine, she had written something one time and asked me to review it. And it was this incredibly heartfelt thing that she was asking me to read. And in, in it, she compared someone to just a ball of energy. And I was like, I know this is serious, but please watch this clip. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. I'm so impressed by, I mean, I guess you really do have the Futurama, like, recall <laughs> of not to the same extent of The Simpsons, I would guess, but like pretty, pretty high up there if you're able to like pull this exact character. Yeah, Alex, I can't tell you how many times I watched this first season while I was in university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going to the clubs. Because there was a period of time where I didn't have The Simpsons DVDs. I had, only had the Futurama DVDs. Yeah, so, I, I brought my Simpsons time. DVDs to college. I would, I would never uh, be apart from them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the next day, the professor sends them on this tax deductible mission of charity where they have to go to Vergon 6. And he's saying that the animals are all doomed. And then Layla's like, wait, what about the animals? He's like, well, I didn't say anything about animals. Incidentally, <laughs> this will kill all the animals. <laughs> Yes, very, very much. What was his quote from the the previous episode? Like when he's on the phone. To shreds, you say. To shreds, you say, yes. <laughs> a very to shreds, you say energy of a yes. sunny little doomed planet with silly little doomed animals. Mm-hmm. Yes, it turns out that they have mined this planet to death, basically. It was full of dark matter and they have hollowed it out and now it's going to collapse and all the animals are going to die. So they need to go and get two of every species or whatever. Yeah, a pretty canonically important planet. Like when I heard about like, oh, the dark energy at the core of this planet, I didn't remember that this is when we uh, when we meet Nibbler, but like mm-hmm. something deep in my memory triggered like, oh, like dark matter planet. Like this is related to all of the like time travel lore mm-hmm. of Fry and Nibbler. Yeah, yeah. So they get to, they head out to go to Vergon 6 because Leela is much more interested in the animals than anyone else really. <laughs> but they're flying out. They're talking about Leela's problems. And Fry says, really, what Leela needs to do is meet a nice guy with one eye. And Bender's like, or she could find a guy with two eyes and poke one of them out. And that would save time. <laughs> yeah, starts bringing around a fork to for the rest of the episode. Yes. Yeah. And this is where we get introduced to Zapran again. They haven't crossed paths yet, but we hop over to his ship for a bit. And this very Captain Kirky guy all dressed in velour. Yeah, subdued entry, I thought, where it's like, it's before a commercial break. It's like just kind of in the middle of nowhere. The ship is just kind of floating through space. But yeah, meeting Zap for the first time. Yeah, I do think that he emerges pretty fully formed in that he's like, start date, <laughs> 3000.3 or something. And then Kiff goes, who are you talking to? He's like, you, aren't you getting 
<laughs> Kif just sighs and has to transcribe it. Yes, poor Kif. He really is just a long-suffering guy. <laughs> yeah, Kif is great. Kif has some great moments in this episode. I I don't know how I feel about... I know that they eventually give him more of a character mm-hmm. dating various people in the cast. Kind of an interesting move. I, I mean, I guess, I guess Zap, I imagine, was so popular that... I mean, he's obviously brought back many, many times and kind of elevated yes. to more of a, uh, you know, him and Kiff and all the all the gang elevated to more of a regular cast member. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also have noted, and this is not anything, but I felt the need to write it down. <laughs> but he says he wants to have a light dinner tonight. And he's like, ravioli, ham, Sunday bar. I was like, this isn't a light <laughs> dinner. <laughs> light dinner is like a salad. <laughs> Yeah, I laughed at, uh, in, the, in the game of chess, you can never let the opposition see your pieces, yes. which is just <laughs> completely wrong. So good. Kif's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So then Leela notices Zap Brannigan's ship, and that's where we get the line of, the Zap Brannigan? Who's the Zap Brannigan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've probably done this a million times. What's your Star Trek background? Yeah, so I think what I said when you asked me last week was that... <laughs> I am conversational, but not fluent. Yeah. <laughs> so especially, yeah. I think I think the one I'm most conversational about is the original stuff. Like I can talk a little bit about like yeah, Klingons and Captain Kirk and, and Vulcans, but that's yeah. about all I get. Any of the new stuff is nothing. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of Kirk background, but from what I've seen, you know, this seems like a pretty solid parody of, of exactly Kirk. Yeah, just in the way that he talks, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. And then, so we find out that Zap Rannigan has this like well-known reputation. It He saved a planet from a horde of rampaging killbots or something. And so they decide they're going to ask him if he will help save the animals. Yeah. Uh, Zap's tactics are just sending wave after wave of men until they shut down <laughs> because they have killed too much. <laughs> yes. They have like preset kill quotas or something. <laughs> kill limits, I yeah. guess. And the, yeah. it's clear that the entire crew like hates him. Like they all they all are just like bitterly eating their their meal. Yes. Well, and so Kiff informs Zap that this ship is about to dock with them or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, like in the Art of War or my book, Zap Brannigan's Big Book of War," which really made me <laughs> laugh. Uh, but then once he finds out that they've docked, he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting out of here," and tries to flee. Yeah. So he immediately is very taken with Leela and he says, I doubt I've seen three or four captains sexier than you <laughs> and only one deadlier. <laughs> Poor Leela. Yeah. Leela asks if he will help out and he says he can't because it's illegal to interfere with an underdeveloped planet or something. And it is known as Brannigan's Law. Yeah, so this is this is very much a Star Trek thing. Of in Star Trek, the prime directive is uh, you can't right. mess with undeveloped planets, and so yeah, I think they even say that they might even call it a directive or something in this episode. But yes, Brannigan's law is essentially mm-hmm. the equivalent of the the prime directive. Yes. So even though it was mined by a dupe mining crew, this is a dupe rule, <laughs> and they can't interfere. And he's like, I don't pretend to understand Brannigan's law. I merely enforce it, which is a very astute and cutting observation on the part of law enforcement. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a I have a good line from Fry here of uh, Fry would have never thought of outsmarting the killbots because Zap says, oh, I outsmarted them. He's oh, I, w- I would have never thought of doing that. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice little moment. So they have their light dinner and he is all mad when he hears about what they're planning to do with the animals. And he's like, this light dinner is over. And then Fry asks to have his dinner wrapped up. And you see the little like foil swan next to him when he's in jail. And I've never noticed that before. <laughs> I've never noticed that either. I really enjoyed fry and bender in jail once we get to that point yes me too yeah 
Yes, and he puts all of them in prison, and then Zap Brannigan asks to see Leela so he can seduce her. Yes. Uh, is this when he's asked for his formal shorts, or have we not gotten to that point yet? Uh, yes, I think this is the moment. So <laughs> he tells Kif to lay out my formal shorts. He's like, have the boy do it. He's like, who's the boy? He's like, you. You lay out my formal shorts. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I, I love all of these moments with the formal shorts, the climbing up the... Um, <laughs> The ladder and yeah, Kiff behind him being like, Ugh. and then and then probably the biggest laugh of the episode for me was Zap just yelling erotic over and over again, and it cuts to Kiff in his bunk just like, like banging it with a with a broom. Yeah, yes, yes, because he summons Leela upstairs and he's like, want some champagne, and <laughs> says it's very erotic. Leela's just like, yeah, no, I am not into this. I'd rather go be in jail, and then. That's when we get Zap Brannigan crying because he is a sad man baby and he's lonely and Leela feels so bad for him that she sleeps with him. Yeah. Rough, rough situation for everyone involved. This is very toxic. Leela should just get out of there. Yes, very bad. And in as soon as it's over, she does. She's like, oh, I am out of here. <laughs> yeah, pretty immediately horrified. Yeah, I did like from Zap Brannigan <laughs> because I've made it with a woman, informed the men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the only way to deal with a female adversary is to, to seduce her. We are sure she's a woman, yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they decide to escape and they're going to go deal with these animals. And Zap doesn't even try to stop them because they're like, don't worry. Like, eventually Leela's cravings for me will set in and she'll come back, crawling back. <laughs> and they say whatever and go and start collecting these animals. Yeah, we missed uh, Bender and Fry in the prison where oh, yes. uh, their idea idea of bending the steam pipe and they, they do it and it immediately uh, throws steam all over the prison. And yes. I think Fry says, uh, no good, it's full of steam. Yes. <laughs> yes. And at that point, too, they're like, Leela, like, what's going on? She's like, nothing. We just talked. Let's go. Yeah. I like that they're also like sitting in towels once the the steam has escaped. Like, it, yes. like it's in a spa. Yes. And so they get down to the planet. They have negative two hours until the planet explodes. <laughs> and so they're being very quick. And I actually really liked this montage of looking for these different animals, like the windy shrimp and the yeah. parasitic puppy. So The, yeah. fo the four-legged mimic. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite that I, I noticed on the list was excommunicated cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and with the four-legged mimic, it's very funny when Fry can't tell the mimic apart from Leela, even though it is clearly a horse. <laughs> yeah, and bags up Leela. Mm -hmm. And then they find this little guy that's not on the list. He has this extra eye stock thing, and Bender proposes that they eat it. <laughs> he can wear his hilarious apron. Yeah, this is this is Nibbler. What, what's your take on Nibbler overall? Yeah, good intro to Nibbler. We don't find out his significance quite yet. For now, he's just a vicious killing machine. Yeah, I think Nibbler is like exactly Maggie, right? It's like yeah, the right. exact same jokes of Maggie of him being very cute, him being surprisingly violent and mm -hmm. uh, deadly. <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah, and so he eats literally all of the animals that <laughs> they have caught and they have yeah. to get out of here with nothing except Nibbler. It's yes. not his fault. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did like the line from Fry where he goes, I can't believe we flew halfway across the galaxy and enjoyed a steam just to get lunch for that stupid animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so funny I, you, you write down such different lines than me where uh, I miss all these things but then, they, then they're so good when I hear them from you <laughs> it's because I insist on doing the perfect delivery as well <laughs> yeah <enjoy> the steam <laughs> yes 
good. So yeah, so they're out of fuel and they're going to have to ask Zap Brannigan for help because in Fry's words, the planet is kerploding. <laughs> the the hollow planet this is a, this is a bit of a segue but the hollow planet reminded me of this great like indie video game called outer wilds have you have you heard of this Lindsay? never it's a it's like a super small all right it's probably bigger than i expect but it's like an indie game and you fly around to different planets and one of them is a hollow planet like that collapses over time and it's exactly like this planet so yeah, yeah super super good game if any video gamers are out there that haven't heard about it tell me what it is again uh, it's Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. All right, I'll look it up. Yeah, great soundtrack too. All right, good. Yes, so Leela Super doesn't want to message Zap Brannigan, and they're like, why? It's not like you slept with him. And then she has to confess, and they give her a very hard time about it. And she's like, don't you think I feel bad enough already? And Fry just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is also where they ask her to, uh, can't you ask a little more sexfully? Mm-hmm. And Fry and Bender are, I can't even describe their arm movements, but they're yeah. like, do it, do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. I think this is another line of another one I hadn't realized that I say quite as often as I do, but they call Zap and he's like, ah, you've come back like a bird, come crawling back like a bird on its belly. And she says, birds don't (laughs) crawl. And he says, they've been known to. And they've been known to is one that pops up quite frequently in the old Lindsay repertoire. (laughs) They've been known to. Nice. (laughs) They've been known to. Yes. So yes, they decide that Leela's like, no, I'm not like dealing with this man any further. So she just hangs up on him and they're like, all right, great. What's your plan? And she's like, uh, I guess we just wait for death. And Bender's like, can do. (laughs) (laughs) Then this is where they find out that nibbler poops dark matter (laughs) yeah uh huge save by nibbler uh i I guess it makes sense that his species has filled up the entire core of the planet with the with the dark matter and Mm -hmm. yeah great to have him on a ship that uses dark matter as fuel i guess yes very lucky and i do enjoy that it's just this ball of dark matter but bender like puts (laughs) the bag over his hand before he yeah Yep. Yeah, and I, I love Bender kind of like dragging the dark matter along the floor as he's bringing mm-hmm. it to the furnace. Yes. And so some of the animals didn't die, as it turns out. And they say a couple animals didn't die and Leela got lucky. And that's what I call a successful <laughs> mission. Yeah, it ends with Brannigan uh, doing another captain's log. And yeah, this was what you were saying. He says it's uh, April 14th, point two. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he says, we failed to uphold Brannigan's law, but I did make it with a hot alien babe. And is that not what man has dreamt of since he first looked up at the stars? So, very good. Yeah, quick one today. Uh, we feel like we just burned through it. Was there anything we missed? I don't think so. Do you know when the next Zap episode is? Let me see. I think he... Hmm. No, I don't. I know he shows up in the Titanic one, but that's not until season two. Okay. What are the other big season one episodes coming up? I know Slurm Factory, you said, is season finale. That's a that's kind of like a, yeah, more establishing lore of Slurm is a big thing. Are there any other kind of hugely important ones coming up? I think the first Robot Hell episode is coming up this oh. season also. A lot of bangers this season. I, I was talking yeah. to Jeremy earlier this week, and he was like, season one, so many bangers. So Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking. A Flight to Remember is the next one, the Titanic episode. Okay, I I have no memory of that, but it's a good one, solid. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Titanic? I did watch Titanic. Titanic was 
I remember the big controversy with that was my sister was probably like 12 and a half when that came out. And that was like, she wanted to go see the PG-13 movie like by herself. And there that mm-hmm. was like the big drama of like, are my parents going to let her do that or not? And <laughs> I think they eventually did, but. Should have left uh, it on a cliffhanger that we would discuss it in like 20 episodes of like, was your sister allowed to go? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you a Titanic person? I am. I haven't watched it in a very long time, but I've actually been wanting to because I recently listened to a podcast about it and they made me remember that it was quite solid and I think unfairly maligned as being like a silly girl movie. And it's like, no, actually, this is like a very tragic film. Yeah, I wonder if I would enjoy I feel like when I watched it or whenever I saw it on TV, I was like, get to the death and mayhem and i was like bored by the first you know a uh, hundred minutes of it but now now i think that i might enjoy the, the like character development more yeah it looks like uh that episode is season one episode 10 so okay coming up nice. sooner than i thought nice and there's so many good ones coming up oh man all right well we are <laughs> going to discuss all of those in the weeks ahead but in the meantime alex where can people hear more from you Literally nowhere else. You can like go and download old episodes of The Simpsons then and now and listen to those. Go download the bike episode and hear how bad <laughs> we were on our on our like third episode ever. Or um, Simpsons musical bracket or whatever. Simpsons musical bracket was good. I, I promoted that on Reddit the other day where I saw people were like discussing the best musical moments ever. Oh my god. Okay. Well, hopefully people listened. Yeah. Brant Steele was good. Rob Oliver was good. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you can hear me in the past uh, with my greatest hits. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) You can hear from me over on BoJack HorsePod in addition to in the back catalog of Simpsons Then and Now. But BoJack HorsePod, (laughs) we are rapidly wrapping up our original run of BoJack Horseman. And then we'll be moving on to something else. So join us there. Spoiler free. Check it out. It's very fun. We have a few episodes left. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. We have we have feedback. Speaking of BoJack Horseman, yeah, I was gonna say, what's our what's our horse girl feedback? Yes, exactly. So Carolyn, an incredible listener, wrote in and said, "Lindsay, I loved your new Futurama podcast. I'm so excited to listen to episode three and beyond." And then so nice. So one of the segments that we have in BoJack Horsepod. So Carolyn said, I couldn't believe you said BoJack Horsepod has no segments. What about that excellent what time is it right now segment? <laughs> so we do say what time it is when we're recording. So that is a segment. It's a good segment. Do. Yes. And then, yes. So Carolyn suggested we could shout out what the cartoon is in the intro of each episode. So in the oh, opening okay. credits, there's always that little clip of a cartoon. So we could note what that is if we were so inclined. We will try to note that going forward. There's like similar couch gag type energy mm-hmm. with like the little text along the bottom at the very end of the credits too, which I, I haven't known whether or not to to note down, but that's something that we can note as well. could start doing that, yeah. And yeah. yeah, so they concluded with, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Looking forward to following along. May Futurama nice. keep you sane while the end of BoJack attempts to destroy you. Love from the year 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think Futurama is ever going to hit the emotional heights of, of BoJack. <laughs> The emotional lows. Oh, God. Yes. All right. Wonderful. So check those things out and join us next week. We'll be talking about season one, episode five, Fear of a Bot Planet. Very good episode. Do you remember that one at all, Alex? No, I'm sure. I'm sure some of it will come back to me, but the the name doesn't ring any bells. The one line synopsis is Bender delivers a package to a planet inhabited solely by human hating robots and becomes an idol to them. So that's your tease for next week and uh, tune in. Join us. Yeah, uh, podoftomorrow at gmail.com. Follow us at podoftomorrow. But yeah, write in segments. Uh, we can't yes. steal what time it is. Uh, maybe <laughs> we'll do like, what location is it? It's New York and Vancouver. It continues <laughs> to be that for a while. Almost, almost always <laughs> incredible. Yeah. It's the year 2022. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, what year is it? That's a good segment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So with that, we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.